Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. I'm Captain Jim Palmer. I'm the dream business coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, which is my extraordinary done-for-you newsletter program and has been used by over 1,200 small business owners in nine countries. But most importantly today, and for the last 10 years, I'm the host of Dream Business Radio. This is episode 529. Hope you're having a fabulous Thanksgiving or hope you had a fa- fabulous Thanksgiving holiday. I just shared with Nikki, this is called seven. I've got two more after this. So something we just roll, have a good time. But I'm really excited because one of my favorite topics in the world to talk about is branding and marketing. And I have a real expert. So uh, Nikki, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You well, said this, I, is, this is your seventh call for today. Seven is normally the number of completion. So <laughs> I think we should call it a day after this. <laughs> well, you know, I, I work three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, and I prefer that. I prefer to be really busy. And then I, oh, at the end of the day, I kind of roll back. And But um, that allows me to, you know, be free, which was very important when you're traveling on a boat. But anyway, I, I'm not going back to five days. Not I, I hear that. I like that. Oh, my goodness. Hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner who's tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed and unfocused, and especially if you're somebody who's interested in creating multiple streams of revenue in your business, you want to check out my virtual mastermind group led by me, Captain Jim, dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. One more thing, if you're watching this live or you know in the, in the next day or so, it is November 30th, by the way. So if you're watching this a year from now, probably null and void what I'm going to tell you. But right now we're giving away a, um, a pretty cool free report on how to quickly and easily fill your calendar with lucrative high, cl- high ticket clients. You can get a free copy at gethighticketclientsnow.com, gethighticketclientsnow.com. All right, let me dive right in and talk to you about Nikki because um, it's going to be a great call today. I love talking about brands and marketing. Nikki Bradley is a brand strategist and authentic messaging expert, and she works with brilliant leaders, including coaches, consultants, experts, service-based business owners who have been hiding often in plain sight. And in order to help them step up to their next level of calling, what they need to do is own their story and own their expertise. Nikki is a sought after business mentor and speaker and has been recognized for thought leadership by Accenture and as a finalist for the Rising Star Award by the National Association of Women Business Owners. That's pretty cool. As a former top sales and marketing executive and consultant, Nikki worked with some of the biggest brands in the world and helped build startups from the ground up. She has built a successful career over two decades in corporate America, designing business growth strategies, developing teams, and closing multi-million deals with global brands. This girl is a powerhouse. She knows what she's talking about. Nikki, I'm going to stop reading the uh, thing because I can't wait to ask you some questions. (laughs) 
Welcome to Dream Business Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so two of my favorite topics, brand building and marketing. And the two, they are different, but they also go hand in hand, right? Yeah. Um, so before I dive into the that topic, I'm always curious. And of course, I, I ask people to share a little bit of their journey to entrepreneurship. And I sort of already uh, clued people in on yours. Did I le- What did I leave out? Because so many people that... Be, uh, start a small business, they start out in corporate America or they get burned out or they get fired or their position has been eliminated, which was my mm-hmm. case. And then you kind of say, well, maybe it's time I strike out on my own. What What was your path like? Um, so I've always had some type of a business on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in corporate America, as you just talked about. Um, but I come from a long line of teachers and uh, of educators and entrepreneurs. So this was kind of inevitable that I would be um, doing this along this path of coaching where it's, it's kind of a little, it's kind of some teaching and uh, having my own business. Um, So I had the business on the side. I was in corporate America um, running national sales team, building brands. And um, I was traveling all the time. I had a young child and I thought it would be a great idea to start um, a business, but not just one business, but three at the same time. Okay. And, um, got to the point where, um, I was doing too many things all at the same time. And I found myself in a hospital bed. Oh, um, and I was like, okay, this is not sustainable. <laughs> Something's got mm. to give. And I, um, I decided to shut one of the businesses down I took uh, one of the businesses was with family. I decided to take a step back from that one um, and take a lesser role. And then the other one is what has evolved into what I do now. And but I made some a lot of changes in how I run that one. I used to just take any client that would come to me. Yeah. And um, basically just do anything if it was something that I knew how to do. Um, I really did not have a brand. I really didn't have a a focus. And uh, now I really focus on helping to, like you were talking about earlier, help people to really show up as a um, more authentic version of themselves in their branding and marketing. And I love doing that. I like that. What's the, So what is the difference between branding and marketing? I mean, you do need to have a brand in order to be a good marketer, but what is the difference between branding and marketing as you see it? Yeah. So I think the first thing is to understand that, that your brand is really who you are. Mm-hmm. as a business. So it's it's people's perception of um, how they see you in the marketplace. Um, and so your branding is really the strategy that informs that. Okay. So um, it is, it's the long game. So it is the, everything that you are doing to, to um, really imprint in people's minds, how they see you as a brand, like how they see you as a business, what they think of whenever they hear your name, that either your personal brand or your business brand, um, when they see images, whether it's your visual brand, um, whether they see your collateral, they have a, an impression of who you are, um, whether they hear your messaging and they they like or they're they they get a perception of what you're like. It's your reputation or your street cred. Mm. Your street mark- cred. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Your marketing is more of the tactical side of things. It's about you um, trying to get people to take action, to buy a thing, to um, to 
move to the next step forward in interacting with your business. So mm. it's more of like the day to day. I'm trying to get you to do a thing right now. Um, that's that's the difference between it. So that's why you have things like social media marketing, content marketing, event marketing. All of those things are trying to get you to do a thing in the moment. Um, it might be a marketing campaign that's working towards like we're trying to build up our email list or we're trying to get people to um, to buy this program or to buy this product. So that's that's more of like the the shorter term goals versus okay. the long game of the brand. So when I was doing a little bit of research for to interview you, um, and then just a few minutes we had before we went live. Well, I think we're still live, but anyway, um, <laughs> it, it's so funny. I'm trying to I'm trying to pay attention to this thing flashing. You're not live on Facebook, but yeah, I can see a few people there. It's all gonna work out. It's fine. I know it's like it's like squirrel. <laughs> hey, what's that flashing thing over here? Anyway, um, you are a big believer in being authentic, which I totally am. I mean, I started doing video. In um, 2009, when they invented that Kodak flip camera, I don't know if you remember that. It was about the size of a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> and you open it up. It was like for $150 or $25, you could broadcast onto YouTube and things like that. And so when I started doing video, I started being Mr. Professional. Hey, I'm Jim Palmer. I'm a smart business guy. I thought I had to be all buttoned up, right? But mm -hmm. only when I just started being myself, which is slightly goofy, but anyway, it started resonating with people. And I think that's one of the messages messages is that you have to be your authentic self. That's a hell of a lead into a question, but why is it important for people to be authentic in their brand? Well, is people have um, a BS meter. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> and even more so now than I think they used to. So if you think about like the marketing of, like when our parents were first introduced to like the the ad age on like a, the so the soap commercials on TV, right? Yep. So I think about um, what do you mean so on I Lawrence have, Welk? <laughs> well, that or even or even or even back like when there were first um, like you think about soap operas, they got the name soap operas because they were. Um, the they were the advertisers were the soap companies it was i just learned something today i had no yes. idea wow um because all of the ads were like the ivories the the dishwashing liquids it was all of that and so those commercials were all like the Susie homemaker and it was all very curated and things like that and so but now if you try to put those same ads on tv now they would not sell anything what people right. are looking for now is more of like, that's why we have reality TV. People want reality TV in their marketing. They want to you be know what else? that way. You know what else, Nikki? If it, I'm pretty sure you'll agree with this is social media and the whole level of uh, visibility for, for small business owners today has totally removed any shroud of this is my nine to five Monday to Friday gym. And this is who I am on the weekends. Everybody knows everything. So you mm -hmm. might as well be your authentic self, right? Absolutely. And when people sense that you are trying to put yourself into silos, they're like, on to the next. No, I don't want that. Um, mm. Even if you think about the companies who have had those oops moments or when they've messed up um, or gotten called out on something, 
the ones who have moved through that gracefully or have been forgiven are the ones that have apologized authentically versus the ones who put out like a curated statement, you know, to anyone that may have found offense, you know, right. between nine to five, you know, exactly. Oh. Um, there's a, there's a brand who, um, who I love and they have built up this following, like a grassroots following, um, some women, a lot of women may know about this brand. It's a woman-owned company that has uh, feminine products and they're all natural. Okay. And they, um, they made the decision to partner with a, a, a large, um, like mega company. And they made some changes to their formula when they did that. And so there was this big uproar from their following, like, oh my gosh, you sold out. Like, uh, what did you, you know, and what are these new ingredients that you're putting in? Like, is, is it not all natural anymore? And so there were people who were trying to basically cancel them because of this. And there were, there have been some other companies who have sold um, to larger companies and they've totally um, like lost market share and all of this and have ended up going out of business because they did not communicate with their following that had brought them to the brought them to the dance. Um, this owner went live and the, the video went viral wow. because she went live basically sitting on her bed at her home, just flipped on her camera and was like, look, this is what the deal is. This is what happened. You know, we got some investors. We went, we um, partnered with this company. Nothing that you knew and loved has changed. We did a lot of research. We partnered with these scientists. We added these new ingredients, took these out because these are better ingredients for you. And here's why. And she laid it out. And she mm. literally was crying on the video. And she's like, because I care so much about you because I use these products too. Like she, you know, and it was just like, you're sitting there crying with her. You're like, she does care. That <laughs> like, really is authentic. I mean, that's, that's it. Authentic, right? Yeah. So that's what people are looking for. And now that the company has grown even more since then. You know, um, so in today's world, we, we obviously have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, YouTube, we got all these different platforms. I know you can't be on all of them, but it really increases the need for people who may consider themselves behind the scenes. I'd rat Jim, I'm, I'm really good at what I do, but I just want to lay low. I want to be behind the scenes. I'm the guy who delivers. Right. But it really, at least in entrepreneurial companies and small businesses where you are the technically the face of the company, some, not everybody's comfortable being their authentic self. Right. I mean, do you mm -hmm. teach that? How do you work with clients who struggle being authentic? So I just had a call with a client yesterday. Um, and she's actually uh, um, someone that I've known for many, many years. And she said the exact same thing. She was like, I'm I'm used to being in the background. Like, I like being in the background. I'm comfortable back here. I right. don't even know where to begin being out front. Um, and actually, the line of business that she's in, they are the background people for the client. Okay. <laughs> so she's like, what, what, how do I even do this? And I, I told her, um, like, first of all, if you're on social media, if you're on social media, social media is intended to be social. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to be a conversation. So that's the that's one shift that I think a lot of people have to make is 
don't think about social media as like um, a task or a chore. If you think about it as like, this is just like, it's like going to a dinner party or like going to have, um, going to a, a, a an event with your friends. You're just having conversations. If you think about it that way, you're just doing it online. That sometimes frees people from feeling like, oh, I just have to, I have to do it like I see everybody else doing it. No, just have yeah. a conversation with people. Yeah. The other thing is once you decide to be an entrepreneur, you also decide to put on the hat of salesperson and marketing person. That's right. You got to be the rainmaker. <laughs> you have to be. It's just part of the, it, it's part of the package. But okay. showing up as yourself, the people that you're meant to serve won't know that you're their person until they can see you. Mm. You know, there's a very old expression, which I sort of understood, but I understand it way more now, or I don't know if that's, that's probably sounds like horrible English, but anyway, it's the truth shall set you free. Right. And as a marketer, what I've learned is that when you can just be your authentic self, this is who I am. This is what I know. This is what I can do. You don't have to remember a script. Like who did I say what to in what environment, what stage am I on, et cetera. Just be yourself all the time. And it's so liberating. Mm -hmm. It is. It also saves you a lot of headache on the back end. Um, once you, have clients because it weeds out the drunk uncles, hmm. <laughs> the, people, the drunk the, uncles, <laughs> the ones that you, um, the, the clients that you're like, Oh my gosh, why do I like, do I, how much longer do I have to work with them? The more that you show up as, as you on the front end, it, it helps people to, to self eliminate. Hmm. So, um, I have an, an, um, some exercises that I do with clients. I just had a session with one this morning where we identify who their ideal client is and who their anti-ideal client is. And most okay. people, when they look at that, they're looking at things like the demographics. Like I work with um, you know, men who are between the ages of 35 and 55 who are married and have 2.5 children and a dog and they live in these cities and so no, it's beyond that. It is people who have, you know, this com these common threads. These tend to have these backstories or have these common experiences. Um, who have struggled with these things? Who have these personality traits or these types of character traits? If I could get more clients that looked that had these these types of things, maybe you've had other clients like this before. It's kind of like building your dream partner like yeah. like in the dating world it's mm -hmm. like building your dream client like if i could add a little bit of this client here a little bit of this client here building that um that's what you're trying to do here um and so when you're able to do that then you can speak to that person in your content and you're just talking to them like a friend because you know them so well you're in their head and it allows you to show up more authentically that way and then when you're talking to them then all those other people, they're like, wait, that's not me. I don't, let me move on to somebody else. And you don't yeah. even get them coming to you. So Nikki, do you enjoy um, helping people either create a brand or just re almost release the brand that you are, that you're afraid to put out there? Or do you like the marketing side? I mean, it's all kind of one big ball, so to speak, but w what side of it do you enjoy the most? I don't know if I can choose because mm. I think there's so much, there's overlap between both. Um, 
But the brand does come first. The brand does come first because if you yeah. don't know who you are, then the rest of it is going to be so muddied. Mm -hmm. um, you won't know. You won't know what to sell. It won't because you if you don't know who you are, you don't you can't figure out what your services need to look like, even how to price it so that it's in alignment with who you are. Um, you won't know how to market those things or who you should be selling it to, who your target audience is. And so when it comes time to sell your thing, you'll be putting out messaging and and marketing that is out of alignment with your brand. And people will be like, huh, I didn't, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Um, if you could get, depending on time, if you could take, uh, or give two or three like tips on how somebody, um, can build their brand, mm -hmm. um, what, what would you say? Like, what would be the first steps if you had somebody come to you and said, this is what I do. This is my experience. This is what I offer products or what, and, and so what's my brand? What, what steps do you take to do that? Um, the first thing I would say is get really clear on the problem that you solve and be okay. able to distill it down to as few words as possible. Um, so often we know in our head what it is that we do or, or what we help people with, but our audience couldn't repeat it. Like they couldn't say it on our behalf. And what you want is you want to be creating um, marketing machines out in the world for you who can talk about what you do when you're not there. Right. That's part of building a brand because it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. That's what's, um, I mean, I guess with, success. with Domino's going way back when they started, wasn't it fresh hot pizza in 30 minutes or less? I'm pretty yes. sure that was done. So it's very concise. Yeah. Didn't say it was the best pizza in the world. Gourmet No, fresh hot pizza in 30 minutes or less. That was what they built their whole company on. Exactly. Exactly. So it was easy to understand. It was easy to repeat. Yes. So okay. everybody could say that. And Domino's is nowhere around us right now. But here it is. What? How many years later? And you're still talking about them. You still know the know that um, and can tell somebody else. So that's what you want to do for your brand is be able to distill down what it is that you do, how you help people in as few words as less. And then the second thing that I would say is repetition, 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 say it over and over right. and over and over again, just like Domino's did. It drilled it in our heads um, so that you're saying it even in your head when you're not even intending to say it in your head. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, Stephanie, used to say, "I back in my newsletter guru days, I could shake you awake in the middle of the night. You go, I'm Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru. Let me tell you about how to get more repeat, more profitable repeat and referral business with a exactly. newsletter. It's like, it's so ingrained. You you, you would just say it. Um, so you, you're somebody who did ultimately transition from a corporate job to full-time entrepreneurship. You and I both know probably people who kind of got, as I say, one foot on the dock and one foot in the boat, right? Mm -hmm. And they're they're trying to straddle until they feel safe just getting in the boat. How, what are how did you make that transition? Was it just full? Did you just go for it, or what would you say to people who are kind of riding that rail a little bit? How do they how do they go from transitioning from a nine to five corporate job to full time entrepreneurship? So, a lot of it is for me, I try, I initially tried to go find another job um, because 
I was a part of a, like a mass layoff with my com- with the company that I was with. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I had the business on the side. So I was, I was playing in it for, for some time. And, um, but I had been getting the signs that it was time to jump in full time. Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, it's cushy and comfy over here in this, in this nine to five. I was Got the health insurance money. and vacation. Right. I was making yeah. great money. Um, all the things. And so, you know, it was scary over there in that full-time entrepreneur world. So, um, but what really did it for me is I would say two things. One, um, practicing courage. And um, because as an entrepreneur, and you know this, you are, <laughs> in order for your business to grow, which you you need to be constantly working on how to how to grow and grow cash, especially um, because you can breathe a little bit when you have cash because um, it's scary until you do that. Right. Um, you've got to exercise courage, which means every day, what is something that scares me, <laughs> but mm. I know it's the next thing I need to do in order to move my business forward. And usually it has something to do with making an offer to somebody. Um, so practicing that daily, what is that next thing I need to do in order to bring in cash or move my business forward a little bit? And, um, and a great question that I like to have is what is the fastest path to the cash? You know, a lot of business owners are, especially from the corporate world, they're going to, well, let me set up my home office. Let me get my business cards made. Let me create a brochure. Let me build my way. They're doing all these things other than bringing in cash flow. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell people, because I, I was guilty of that. I said, well, you know, look at, I got a shiny business card. I opted for the glossy finish. <laughs> Chief Cook, Muckety Muck, whatever. I'm I'm now the chairman of my own corporation. How much revenue do you have? Well, so far, zero. But it's like, if you don't make it rain, meaning if you don't bring in cash into your business, you don't have a business. No. And and that really, that's, uh, to me, outside of creating a brand and then with getting the help from someone like you or myself or whatever, and then having the courage to go out and promote that brand, A, number one, promote it, and then B, close business. You, you, you know, to me, it's like you might as well stay in corporate world. Exactly. Um, I think the biggest thing there is simplifying. Like in the beginning, I was trying to do all the things. I was trying to be on all the platforms. I was trying to sell everything in the kitchen sink. I was trying to speak to everyone. Like I was like, oh, I can serve anybody that comes to me. Um, So yeah, definitely simplifying. I had a client that first came to me that she, she showed me all of the services that she offered. And I, if you ever been to Cheesecake Factory (laughs) and that menu they give you, that's what I called her. 22 page menu. Yes. I was. So I refer to her whenever I talk about her, like people like, oh, that's the Cheesecake Factory girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, a comment. I think this is actually a question. Let me put up from uh, Jeff Herring. I found that as the years go by, my brand becomes more and more specific. Does that make sense? And is it a healthy way to go? So Jeff is a guy that I've known for many years um, as a online in the online business. He's a content marketer. And I think more and more, and I, I know this because Jeff's in my mastermind, but more and more, he keeps focusing on how to create content and have that content 
turn into cash flow mm -hmm. in terms of clients. So he's almost, I believe I'm reading into his question. He almost said goodbye to this, that, and the other thing focuses on content and how to make content turn into cash. I assume you'd think that was a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, you know, you, we hear this all the time. The riches are in the niches. Yes. Um, if you think about the people who have become really well-known in really any industry, it's because they have specialized, they, they've specialized in something. Mm -hmm. Now they have, um, I do this exercise sometimes when I'm speaking where I'll put up uh, images of like well-known public figures. Okay. And I'll ask like, what are they, what do you know them for? And in most cases, people will be able to say within one or two words, what they, what we know that person for. But each one of those people also do like other things, but we know them for that one thing. Right. So you can, if you can drill down in one area, if you choose to later, you can always expand into other things, but you really make your money and you make your bread and butter from the, the thing that you specialize in. That's a, that is, I think the hardest concept for a lot of new entrepreneurs with branding. Mark. They think if I niche down to one thing, then that's, I'm really shutting the door on all these other things. And in reality, you're going to attract more people to this. And as trust and values established in the relationship, they're going to know you do these other things. And therefore, we'll, th it'll kind of go down like this, right? It, yeah. The amount of services you can offer broaden, but you don't start this way because then you're, you know, you're a generalist instead of a specialist. So we have about two more minutes, Nikki. Let me squeeze in another question. Um, it's become very, very crowded out there. I, I always joke around when I started my podcast. 10 years ago. Good Lord. Um, I thought I was late to the party. I'm like, oh, look at all these podcasts. And now it's like there's millions, I don't know, hundreds of millions, whatever, mm -hmm. of podcasts. So, you you know, what do they say? The um, best time to plant a tree is what, 30 years ago and second best time is today. Yeah. <laughs> so get started. But having said that, it is a very crowded field for a lot of people. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who owns, oh, they're the only one to do that, right? So how do you stand out in, in such a crowded space? I love this question. So I call it your dope superpower. There's four components to it. I'm going to try to go through them really quickly. Okay. One is your innate gifting. It's that God-given thing that you were given that you do like breathing. Like you didn't have to even have to think about it. Like if you give Michael Jordan a ball, he's going to score. It doesn't matter what sport it is. What is that for you? Second thing is your passion. So it is the thing that you are um, super passionate about. You might even be, um, some people might think about it as the thing that you're curious about, that you always want to learn more about. You're reading books about it, listening to podcasts about it, but you always want to just consume as much information about it as possible. You're just drawn to it. The third thing is your blind spot. It's the thing that, people are always saying, oh my gosh, you're freaking amazing at this. How do you not see that you do this? Like it might be people like your, your mentors, family members, friends are always pointing this out to you. And you're like, I don't see it. Hmm. That's the third piece. The last piece is your experiences. All the things that you've uh, done, uh, gone through people you've met that shape how you view the world, um, how you interpret things, how you, um, even how you teach or how you do the thing that you do to help other people. When you put all four of those things together, there's nobody else on the planet who delivers what you deliver the way that you do it. Wow. Wow. I can tell you're very no good at this. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I could talk to you for easily another hour. Nikki, um, I'm sure people want to connect with you and learn more from you. You have some good uh, posts or blog posts on your website. So what's a good place for people to connect with you and how do you want to do that? Yeah, NikkiBradley.net. And um, I'm on Facebook. The easiest way to get to my Facebook page is just go to NikkiBradley.net forward slash FB for Facebook mm. and um, connect with me there. So Facebook, is that your, I'm guessing that's your preferred platform? It is. That's where it's I It's mine too. Out. And it's like, a, it's off, it's love, hate, but it's actually hate, hate mostly because <laughs> I can't stand what they're doing. <laughs> but but I've got, but I've been known on Facebook for so long between my profile page, my business page, my yeah. build your dream business now page. It's like, ah, they really tick me off. I know. Ways. My daughter's um, like, that's where the old people are. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I knew this would be a fun interview. Nikki, thank you so much for being my guest today. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my guest, Nikki Bradley. You connect with her at NikkiBradley.net and then NikkiBradley.net forward slash FB to go to Facebook. I hope I said that correctly. That's it. I highly, good, man. Who, who said my memory's failing me? Not me. I highly <laughs> recommend you connect with her, follow her, and learn from her. She is the real deal when it comes to marketing and branding. You can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. If you're interested in, again, joining the Dream Business Mastermind with about 27 other smart entrepreneurs led by myself, go to DreamBizCoaching.com, DreamBizCoaching.com. And remember, as part of my legacy building program, you can get all six of my uh, books for free in digital versions. So that if you go to Amazon, they're free as Kindle books. If you go to Barnes & Noble, they are free as Nook books. And they are also in the iBookstore, totally free. It's an education on me. It's part of... Um, my higher calling, as, as Nikki would say, and I like that. And oh, the other thing, remember, go to Get High Ticket Clients Now, GetHighTicketClientsNow.com. Download that special report and um, get more high ticket clients now. Who wouldn't want that? But that's it until this time next week. I have Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. If you're um, if you're seeing this on replay, which a lot of people do, um, give a thumbs up, give a like, ask a question, Nikki. I'm sure she'll check in and um, and answer that. And if I'm still not on Facebook, at least my profile page, I will download it and repost it later today or tomorrow. And then we'll put it on YouTube. But anyway, I'm Captain Jim Palmer. I'm the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.